What is going on, everybody? Today is Sunday, August 9th, and this week's episode of Between the Lines features Tino Gonzalez as he talks about his journey as a collegiate basketball player into now a hopeful NCAA coach in the near future. He talks about his personal struggles and triumphs on the roller coaster journey he has with the game that he loves. We also have two special guests in today's episode for the Holy Grail, Rina Schiavo and Karina Scaglione. With the return of sports over the last couple of weeks, it's safe to say that the girls who watch sports just to watch the guys are also back. So they join me for the holy grail of athletes that girls think are hot. But before we jump right into this week, let's get you all some Fridays. Here we go. all right tino what is going on my man how we doing doing good how are you Doing okay, man. Just uh, it's finally getting nice out after the weather. Uh, we've had a few days of rain and stuff, or a day or two of rain. So yeah, it's been hot as hell too. That's true. I guess the rain was a good thing. <laughs> no, I think we need more rain. That's fair. It's gonna rain all week next week, man. Don't worry. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, so I have known you for a very long time, probably since like something like the seventh grade. So as someone who's like, you know, seen you grow up as a hooper and a person. Um, tell me about your journey, man. I know it's taken you through some ups and downs. So, yeah. So I started playing basketball, um, competitively, well, well, not, I guess, competitively rec basketball in the fifth grade. And then I kind of got a little bit more serious about it. I used to play baseball too, and I was more passionate about baseball, but then, um, I started working out with my dad and my neighbor and, you know, they kind of whipped me into shape kind of got me right and then I decided to um only want to play basketball until I think I think I I think I dropped baseball like sixth grade and I was like I'm gonna play basketball and that's it and I tried out for I believe it was like the Robinsville Rockets like whatever the travel team was um the middle school team um I didn't make it I didn't make any of the teams that I tried out for until eighth grade until my eighth grade year when middle school when I got put on uh, the varsity team and then yeah, that's kind of how it started. Honestly, that's when my grind started because, you know, I felt like I right out the gate I was an underdog with everybody that I was playing against. Nobody really knew who I was, and then I kind of had to make a name for myself. So I just kind of put the work in. It started. It started out pretty young, um, but I didn't go. I didn't get put into basketball kind of like everybody else did with their parents. It was, it, I had to kind of find it myself. So that's so, fair. Robinsville was tough too. Like, yeah, politically, you, uh... I believe so. Yeah, it's hard, especially with the school and everything. Mm-hmm. I remember I got—I didn't make it my first tryout either, uh, but the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I ended up playing like for Robbinsville like for a long time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. at like yeah. a pretty yeah. high level. So you just gotta—you gotta weasel your way in there. Exactly. Once you get yourself in there, you—you—you got your foot in the door. You're pretty much there. That's it, man. But yeah, um, so eighth grade year came around, and then I—I kind of took my game to like another level when I was in the seventh grade. I remember like my seventh grade summer league, I was averaging like, I want to say I was scoring at least half my team's points every game. 
And we were scoring like 60 yeah. points. So I was That's doing fire. that. And then I finally made the eighth. I finally made my middle school in eighth, the, the middle school team in eighth grade. And um, Coach Kilgore, uh, he really, he really liked my, he really liked my story as well because I I got cut twice and then he was happy that I came back around and kept pursuing it and then that's yeah. that's kind of Kilgore is such a good dude man yeah he's a great dude I, he just friend he actually got a, a kind of off topic but I seen him on Facebook uh, right before I got rid of my stuff and uh, I wanted to reach out to him but I hadn't I didn't get a chance to yeah he um he makes a he like does a lot of writing right now so I try to read every post that he makes he's a good guy. Yeah, I love yeah, I love the writings. I I seen a couple of them. Pretty they're pretty good. I forgot he's got he's got that soft side to him. Yeah, he does. He he's does. Hard, just he's just a big hearted guy, you know? Yeah. But um yeah, and then met you, I think what what because our sisters played on the same rec team. Dude, I swear yeah. this was like seventh grade. Like I don't I think seventh or eighth yeah. grade, something like that. Like it's been a long time. Yeah, I remember eighth grade because then I remember uh we put we put up to the practices and we would just shoot around inside the middle school gym. That shit that was that was lit. So yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And then, after, after that, I started taking basketball a little bit more seriously, and I played AAU for Next Level, which is a team that was um, based out of Heightstown, and um, I played for them until I graduated high school. But I saw my game really excel when I started playing with them because I was going up against different competition. Um, I kind of got myself out of the Robinsville bubble a little bit and started like branching out a little bit more and seeing different comp and like, you know, seeing where I kind of fit as a player um, mm-hmm. amongst mm-hmm. the County and everything else like that. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty interesting. And then when high school came around, I feel like that freshman year is when I kind of felt like I could, uh, I could do a lot more than I thought I could. If that makes any sense. I can't you said freshman year. Yeah. My freshman year. Yeah, dude, for, for sure. I mean, I was a senior then, right? That would have mm-hmm. been my senior year. Yeah, so it was. me and the guys were just sitting on the in the bleachers waiting for you guys to finish up. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like, why is this dude even on the freshman team? <laughs> but, like, we could use this guy. Yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting because I felt like you know I, I definitely wanted to play JV, but I always kind of I always kind of stuck with my comfort zone. So mm-hmm. like, so I saw I was kind of dominating the freshman league, and I was like, you know, I kind of like this. I'll just roll with it. And then I think Flanny halfway through the season was like, yo, like. You should come. You should. You should get called up. We're gonna put you on JV. You're gonna play like three quarters of freshman, two of JV, whatever Shanklin's got um, in store for you. And uh, that's when, that's when we kind of made that. I think I kind of sold myself a little short because I got excited a for for AU towards mm-hmm. the end of my freshman year. I remember Flanny was asking me like what my plans were, and he wanted me to come to the varsity practices and stuff. But I had, I had my AU stuff, and I felt like you know. Y'all didn't really need me yet. Y'all wouldn't have needed me really at the practice and things like that. But I kind now I think about it. I kind of I kind of wish I, I took the opportunity a little bit differently. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, man. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But I don't know. You never know how that goes because I remember getting pulled up too, and they're like, "Yeah, like we could definitely use you during the tournament and stuff." I was like, "Great, mm-hmm. sounds good." Like I'll practice again after I just practiced. Yeah, right. And I just sat on the pine. I was like, "All right, sweet." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But eventually, yeah. eventually, I worked my way in freshman year. So mm-hmm. yeah, which is right, who knows. Yeah, yo, who knows what what would have happened, but it, it is what it is. Um, and then, so after that, freshman year, sophomore year, I was playing varsity, and I got called up. It was just straight up varsity. Like I, I didn't even play JV. Um, I was kind of, sh- I was kind of shocked when it happened because, um, I was talking to Fish at the end of my freshman year, and I was like. 
uh, looking forward to the season next year. And he's just like, dude, you're going to be playing varsity basketball. Like, you need to be ready for next year. And I was just like, I was like, um, I didn't kind of take it as seriously because I didn't, I didn't actually think that he was, he was serious about it either. And then, you know, I kind of I put the work in over the summer, played, played AU, and then came back. And once the tryouts came, um, I was on the list. I was on the varsity list, and it was, it was kind of shocking because I was the only sophomore on the team at the time that was on, mm-hmm. was on varsity. So it was juniors and seniors. So I was kind of like, you know, I felt like I was, I felt like I was um, at the bottom of the totem pole kind of on the varsity team. So I kind of didn't know how I felt about it at, the, at first, you know. Right. It was one of those things where it was like, yo, you made the varsity team, but like, you know, is this the right move for me right now? Like, do, do I, am I, am I okay with that? That makes right. sense. I feel like a big thing with that is like the guy, the older guys have been playing with it, you know, playing, uh, playing on the same team together and like in the same lineups and stuff for a while. So it's like, you got to find your, the way you fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like that was what, like the year yeah. after me. So it's like Douglas and, and all them. So, I mean, it's not that you weren't boys with them, but it wasn't like your guys. Yeah. 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 You know? And I do remember because, um, it was at the, it was right before one of our practices and they, it was all the juniors and seniors and they pulled me into the locker room and they're like, listen, like, like, we know that you're, uh, we know you're good. We know what you bring. Um, and you're the youngest one on the, you're the youngest, you're the youngest grade on the, the team, youngest one on the team. Like, like, um, we're going to need you in this, that, and the third, but this is like, I guess in a way they were trying to tell me like, this isn't my team. I felt like, cause like they kind of like, they kind of like made sure that like I kind of stayed in my lane a little bit. Right. Um, but I remember Gotta love it. In. Gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just keep going at you guys. Like that's just yeah. Oh yeah. You just bust their ass every day. Yeah. Like that was my thing. And you know, I think when I came back my sophomore year, um, that's when I had started developing a little bit more of like an overall game for everything. Mm-hmm. So I started seeing things differently. And then I felt like I could have had a bigger role my sophomore year, but I was really, I was, I feel like I was kind of out of position with the way that our system worked. Our system was like, you know, let's get all the, let's get all the older guys in the wiser guys. Let's, let's run the offenses through them. We have specific people at the time. I think Massey was our point guard. Uh, we had Massey, Douglas, Darren, mm-hmm. uh, Tierney, uh, who am I forgetting? Sean Hunter was on the team. Tommy T, um, Linder. Brandon too, right? Brandon. Yeah. Darren probably. Eric, Darren and Chad. Mm-hmm. And Chad wasn't even playing basketball at the time. Oh, okay, okay. I don't even think he came back and played. Uh, uh, that yeah, sense. no. So, you know, I felt like it was just like one of those things where I kind of had to like, I kind of just had to go and play my game no matter what. And then um, I got in against Steiner my first my first game, and I had seven points. I mean, it was it was like kind of the start of all of that. Right, and right. We thought we were gonna have a pretty good year. I thought we were gonna have a great year, honestly. And then our years are always – they start off strong and then, you know, kind of kind of go downhill very quickly. If, if yeah, that's it happens that's a lot. Rounds <laughs> of basketball right there. Yeah, it's just like the the whole thing. And then sophomore year came uh, – towards like towards the end of the season, I started getting more minutes and things like that. And I started like playing a little bit better. And it kind of laid the foundation for me to go into my junior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, junior year, I had – started well junior year i'd played i was playing aau and i actually fractured my left ankle so i remember that yeah it kind of it's it's stunted a lot of my my uh progress you know i was getting 
<clears throat> I was actually getting emails from like a lot of coaches. Like there was, um, I was going to some camps and the, the coaches were really interested in me. And like, you know, I felt like it was like a good time for me to like, really like figure out what my future was with the sport and things like that. And then once that injury came, you know, no, but no coaches, were, like I wasn't even able to play. So the rest of the summer I was playing on a bum ankle. I, I broke it. And then two weeks later I tried playing the whole uh, entire yeah, thing. That's just smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I kind of, yeah, I was, I kind of felt like I had no other option besides to play, you know, my dad put all this money into it. Um, it kind of got me away from the house cause I was going through some stuff and it was, it was just my like outlet. And now that I didn't have that, it was like, well, you know, what am I stuck with? So I had to, yeah, try to just a guy that wants to grind, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I remember, I remember I actually, I heard it. And three days later, I was out on my driveway trying to, like, put jump shots up, and I literally couldn't even move my foot. That's like, crazy. Yeah. You're I was crazy. Like, <laughs> I chill. So then, like, what – um, you said junior year, the whole recruiting of you kind of started. Mm-hmm. So what was that like? Uh, what was that like for you? And, like, you obviously ended up playing, uh, going somewhere to play. So, like, I know you had a pretty decent, like, back half of your career mm-hmm. as a high school player. So – during that recruiting process, what was it like, like on a nightly basis for you? Like, I mean, you kind of knew you had to show up, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so with the recruiting process, it was kind of, it was kind of difficult because nobody in my family had gone to college. Like my dad has no clue how, how any of the recruiting processes works. Um, the only one that really kind of got me into like into the door a little bit, got my foot in the door was my coach for AAU. Um, his name's coach Daryl Charney. Um, but, you know, it was kind of like a lonely process because, like, at the time, like, you, the only time you really get interest from any of these coaches is if, is if you go to these AAU tournaments and you play. So right. junior year is a huge year for a lot of kids because senior year you're figuring out where you want to go. You want to figure out, like, what's the best school. Um, financially, how is this going to work? And for somebody like me who kind of had – a few of these colleges like on the radar and then like once I told them I was injured it was like they kind of just dropped it I mean the division your your the division three division two schools like they can find kids anywhere so it's not right. like right. I'm like a huge deal I wasn't somebody that was on the radar like that so um it was difficult um I ended up having to reach out I went to a few camps and you know that's how you really got to you have to you have to expose yourself and find like these schools and go to them and actually really like show that you want to make the effort to go to to these places and things like that. And my remember my senior year, I got a text message from my college of St. Elizabeth coach Tom Wagonblast, and he was like, "Listen, I was at one of your practices. Um, it, you, I was really I really like the way you play. I'm." Um, starting a men's program at this all women's school and I want you to be a part of the first team come to this camp try it out see how you like it and you know I was at the time I was thinking like okay well this sounds this sounds kind of lit first men's basketball program like you know I get to at least there's nobody ahead of me I don't have to go in there and really you know work for work for my minutes I guess I kind of just have to go and earn it and beat everybody else out that he recruited so I went to the camp uh, it was kind of lit, you know, there was mad people there and the gym, the gym and stuff like that, very out, it's very outdated. So a lot of the times I feel like the the kids that didn't end up going were kind of scared about like why the school looked the way it did. And, you know, I didn't really care at the time, at the time I just wanted to play ball in college. So 
and get to college. So um, we went to the camps, we went and did that. And then uh, I ultimately ended up deciding to go there. So that was, that was kind of my recruiting process. And I felt like at the time when I didn't have any other schools that were going to me, like this was the one school that really pursued me and really wanted me to go there. So, mm-hmm. you know, it felt comfortable for me. It felt like the right move. Right. And I ended up deciding to go. And I think it was a good decision for me. Mm-hmm. So then like, how did, how did your, uh, how did your uh, hoops career in college uh, go for you? I know you like bounced around a little bit, so yeah, not a little bit, like, I guess it's one bounce, but. Yeah. I mean, of course, um, in high school, I felt like it was more of like, they needed me. So, you know, I could kind of get away with my attitude a little bit. Like sometimes I felt like, you know, I was out working people and, and in college, that's just simply not the case. Like there's kids in there that know exactly what they're there for. So, you know, while you can go and you can throw yourself your own pity party and stuff like that, like there's going to be kids in the gym getting, getting right. So Mm -hmm. college taught what, what taught, what that taught me was, is like, I really have to put my emotions to the side and, I have to just get in the gym and grind and uh, freshman year was kind of, was kind of interesting. I got off to like a, I, I just remember I couldn't hit a bucket. I couldn't get a bucket for like the longest time. And that kind of played into like, that played into me a little mentally, me and the coach, you know, we weren't on the same terms with everything. So um, I finally hit my stride a little bit midway through my freshman year. And then I dislocated my elbow in the middle of the game and, you know, it was kind of one of those things where, like, I was, like, kind of starting to, like, I got my feet going. I got my feet wet. Like, I was – it was new. Like, obviously, nobody – we didn't have any uh, juniors or seniors to, like, kind of get us through these, like, first few weeks of college, like, college ball and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, I got injured, and it was kind of like, well, now we're back to back to square – back to step one again or back to the beginning again. And it was just like – it was like, damn, like, all the work I put in – it was like, it's all halted and I got to wait until next season. And um, yeah, yo. So, I mean, the injury took up about like four or five months yeah. just to get back because it was, you know, and it, it took a lot for me mentally to to want to be back, to be back on the court again, because, you know, like I looked up the percentage, the percentage of chance that like that could happen to somebody. It's like a 0.006% oh. chance that that happens. Like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, of course I'm like the Great. one million. Yeah. Was that, was that your shooting arm? It was my left arm. But, okay. Okay. But I, I mean, like, it's... I like to go left. I'm like, my thing is, is like, I'm, I'm, I would say that I'm more comfortable playing in my left hand than I am with my right. Cause a lot of my left moves set me up to go right and stuff like that. So yeah, you're you know, preaching to the choir there, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're the, you're, you're the same way, but you're opposite. Like you're right yeah. with the left. So yeah, that, that was crazy. Um, and then I started putting, I started working on my body a little bit more um that summer of freshman year started hitting the weights a little harder and I started seeing myself improve and like you know I was in high school I could ever dunk now and now I'm going back into going back to school like my balance is better I think my shot got got better my handles were better I took it a little bit more seriously than before because I was like listen this you know I could I could have actually got seriously seriously hurt and like and anything could have happened I could stop playing today if anything happened you know right so I took that into consideration and sophomore year, uh, like I said, man, I keep, I, I felt like I, I keep going to these like little spurts where like I couldn't get a bucket and it was frustrating. And then I finally hit my stride. I started my sophomore year for my school team and, 
you know, we didn't get off to the start that we thought we were going to get off to. And I feel like it was a little selfish of, um, I mean, not selfish. I think it was kind of like a little bit of misunderstanding between the coaching staff and I because um, he was trying to say that, you know, like the starters weren't getting any of the things done. Like we weren't getting any, we weren't getting it done. Like we weren't playing well. And then we had this giant meeting and he pulls us all into that. And he has my name on the board and he says, you know, could, could do well with new role if he adjusts to it properly. So he comes in and he tells me like, oh, you're not going to start. And, you know, I have back in my mind, like, you know, maybe the whole starting lineup's going to get like mixed up a little bit, you know, but he came straight at me and I'm like, all right, well, I don't, I don't know how I felt about that exactly. So mm-hmm. weighed on my mind a lot too. Um, but you know, it, I still kept, I still kept grinding. I, I wanted to play basketball overseas. Like that was my, that was my whole goal going into school was like, you know, I want to be able to play this professionally eventually somewhere. And I kept, I kept to it. I was averaging around like 14 points a game right before we go, went into our fall. I mean, our, our winter break, our little break for Christmas. Right, and right, right. I came back and I saw, you know, like minutes were going down for me and it didn't make any sense. Cause I thought I was still playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. I was like 40 something percent. Oh, so damn. yeah, I felt like I was, I felt like I was playing pretty well. You know, I was fine with coming off the bench. You know, I always liked having like that, like little Lou will like Jamal Crawford persona. Like it's different for me. I feel like coming off the bench, like I get to go against, you know, the second squad of another team. It's like, all right, well, I know none of these people can, can can touch me because you know I'm supposed to be starting I'm supposed to be out there like you're gonna put your second unit against me I'm gonna I'm gonna torch him right that's how I felt about it so I I really I really liked it I just didn't like the approach of how I was asked to switch into that role I guess right that, yeah it kind of rubs you the wrong way especially after all you've given them and stuff exactly all the work you put in you're like yeah. all right well maybe maybe and then you start to question yourself as a player and you're like well maybe this isn't the place that I want to go. Maybe this isn't the place I thought it was when I first got here, or maybe these coaches or maybe these, maybe the players and stuff like that. Maybe it's just not exactly what I thought it was at first. And then you start to question yourself and you're like, you know, am I doing enough? Or like, is this like, is this really what I want? Do I really want to be getting laced up for game day just to, you know, watch time tick off the clock and like, you know, you don't get in and stuff like that. Right. which wasn't really the case. I mean, I was getting close to like 12 to 15 minutes per game um, sophomore year on the, on the back end of the season. And then I got injured. I sprained my ankle. And then, you know, that was the last time I really had sophomore year was like the, was the last time I really had um, played a co- in a college basketball game because I ended up transferring to Fairleigh Dickinson for my junior season. Okay. I was supposed to go there for another coach. But the coach ended up resigning. So that sucks. Exactly. So I, you know, I had this whole idea, this whole impression that, you know, I was going to have a second place to go and play basketball, like another opportunity, like a fresh start. And, you know, from the jump, like they were going, they were going through the hiring process with the new coach that they have now. And just never, you know, I, I didn't necessarily feel like, I didn't feel that, excitement anymore I felt more of like an it was like of a ner- it was like nervous because it's like you know I got to go into this whole program and they just came through they just went through a whole lot of stuff with their coaches and stuff like that right which I didn't really know about so now I'm not even technically on the roster I have to try out again that's so what I'm, 
Yeah, so I had even to though they asked you to come play, like the old yeah, they asked, asked you to come play. play. That's so whack. Brand new coaching staff. That's so whack. Brand new coaching staff. So it's like, well, I gotta, I gotta, now I gotta really put the grind in and make a name for myself here too. So, you know, nevertheless, I, I went, I did a, I, I'm gonna grind regardless. That's just how, that's just how I was, mm-hmm. um, growing up, and I ended up making the team, but. Another like like I said, I've injury was a, a plague in my college career. I I re, I sprained my right ankle, but I didn't even I didn't tear any of the ligaments in it. It was a muscle. It was like a muscle tear in my ankle, and I never healed properly from it. And I told I had told the coach like, listen, like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you whatever I got. And I played on it. I thought I was gonna I thought it was gonna heal within a couple more weeks because it didn't feel too bad when I played on it. And then. You know, I just couldn't move. Sometimes it was hard to like get up out of bed and like, you know, get that, thing, get that thing going in the morning, get the blood pumping in there because it just wasn't it wasn't good. And then it hindered the way I played a lot because right. now I'm going out there with one foot and I can't even give you all of me. And you know, the coaches were probably frustrated because you know there was there was some, they've they've seen me hoop. They know that I can. They know what I can do and things like that. And you know they took a risk on me. So it was like, damn, they take, they take a risk on me and I can't, I can't show them exactly what I got. Right. So ultimately I ended up not really playing the whole year. I think I maybe touched the court like three times. Damn. Like, That's tough. And I was just like, and then some things were said, the coach, the, the coach had said some things to me that I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. Ultimately I was, I've been going through a lot of mental issues. Um, I would say from the start, from probably the start when bas- when I started playing basketball, so when I was younger, and I was like, you know, I got to take some time away and like, got to step away from the game, and it was the hardest decision I've ever made, but um, it was just it was just something that I had to do. So right. I ended up not finishing the season out, and that was just that was just the end of my that was the end of my college career before before I even knew it. So dang, like that, right? Just like that. Yeah. Fast. It's crazy though, because I mean, you've always been like a pretty explosive guy. Like not that you can't just mm-hmm. knock down open jump shots and stuff, mm-hmm. but like the way you play is very like downhill. Mm-hmm. Like you do a lot of dancing and then you try to get downhill as, you know, as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So all those injuries, like they definitely add up. They were all like ankles and knees. Yeah. Like, my knees were starting to, my knees would start yeah. to, I remember I was starting to get uh, tendonitis in my knees senior year. And I was like, I was like, listen, like, I'm not even supposed to be feeling like that. Like, I'm supposed to be young. I'm supposed to be able to, like, hoop. I'm supposed to be good. I'm supposed to be able to go for, like, eight hours a day. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't have any tendonitis. Like, what is, what is right. going on? Like, it's not like you're a heavier dude either. No. Like, I always, you were explosive. You were athletic. Like, it's weird. Yeah, I was like, and then all of a sudden, like, these injuries. I mean, people really don't understand that, like, it's a lot of taking care of your body before anything else. Like, you can't just – you can't just go out there and, and hoop and then and put the wrong stuff into your body before. That's um, that's so true. Like I'm that. feeling it now, bro. Yeah. Like, I can't – if I don't have, like, a 20-minute warm-up, like, my body hurts for, like, a week. And exactly. I'm, like, 25. Like, and I'm sure everybody at this age is starting to feel that. It's like, yo, you're not 17 anymore. You got to figure it out. Exactly. So, so that's crazy. Um, that whole story is nuts. I don't think I ever actually got the full thing. So, mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing with that. Yeah, um so like what are you uh what are you into now like what are you going into as far as hoops wise like are you, i know you're involved with a couple of things at fdu mm-hmm. so i decided to take the opportunity 
um, took a lot of thinking and a lot of like, I, well, at first my, my thing was, was I was going to make a, I was going to try and make a comeback for my senior year for basketball. And I really took, I took the off season, like very seriously, like extremely seriously. And it was just consistent work every day. I was gym, court work, play, work every day. And I would do that every day until summer ended. And then I came back to school and I think I had probably been at the best basketball shape or in like even the best condition and like the best like skilled set I had 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 in like a while. And I felt like, you know, I could, I can come back and I can actually show them what I got and I can contribute. So I hit up the coach and I was like, listen, like, let me know. I understand that if I got to work for this again, like I can work for it. Like, there's no problem with that. Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and have stuff handed to me because I never did. So if I got to work for this, then I'll work for it. He's like, all right, well, I'll let you know about the workouts and things like that. And then day after day, we just go by. Just never would get like an email or a text and things like that. So I was like slowly losing hope. And then, you know, I was going and playing with the guys and the guys were like, yo, like, you're nice. Like, we could really use you. Like, what's up? Like, are you going to play this year? And I was like, listen, you know, like, it's not up to me. So mm-hmm. as that started happening, I started kind of coming to the realization that like, you know, it probably wasn't going to happen. So um, I was very interested in maybe taking a coaching role and aspect like that, mm-hmm. but not for them just because I didn't feel, I felt like, you know, if I was going to do that for that team, then like I really felt like I was able to like step out on the court and like provide something for them. Right. Not just, not just from like a coaching aspect. So I said, let me, let me take the opportunity and um, coach um, Mel Brooks from FDU took me in I was like listen like this is a good I wanted to see if I could take the opportunity to um you know get get my foot in the door with like skills development training for basketball players um coaching just to get my my feet wet a little bit and I I was gonna I was gonna see if I can coach this AAU summer this past AAU summer but because of everything with the COVID like um none of those opportunities were there because everything got shut down right I emailed her. She asked me to come in and she was like, what are your intentions? And I was like, listen, like, I really want to help you guys out as much as possible. We'll see how I can, you know, put some of my expertise or what I've learned throughout my years of playing and give, give it to these girls and, you know, kind of be like, I guess like another, like an extension of like the coaches, but you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a student. Like I can be more personal with them a little bit. And it was definitely an adjustment because, you know, women's basketball, doesn't get the credit that it deserves like it absolutely does not you are correct and it's a shame because you know we bonded over playing for coach viv and like going to those Rutgers practices when i was younger and things like that so like right you know we knew that these there's girls out there that can really like that will really take a guy and like and make him be like yo like i gotta i gotta i gotta put some work in because like she's busting my ass See, like, there was like I got three, spent like three years getting cooked by the same person. I was like, this is not fun, but I got, I got me so much better. Exactly. And people don't, and people don't understand that. Like, you know, these girls need, need people that want to be there for them because, you know, now that we started, now that we're starting to see like, you know, the NBA kind of like support them with everything that's going on in the world. And like, you know, there's mm-hmm. like that extension and that love for the women's, the women's side, you know, I seen I saw that before any of this started like started like coming about and um I got a chance to to work out with some of the girls and stuff like that and train with them and I really enjoyed it like the the process was 
so much fun. We got to go to we got to play a Division One team. I think it was University of Albany. Um, we got to go play in the Barclays Center, which I had played in, but I got to do it from a coaching perspective at this time. That's awesome. And yeah, dude, running running scouts like they would have me playing with the girls. They would I would just be they were like, listen, like don't give them any don't give them any like opportunity to well they would tell me to like take it back a little bit if I had to obviously but they're like when you play out there like go at them because you know none of those girls are going to be able to none of those girls that they're going to guard are going to be even comparable to comparable to you so do what you got to do get these girls better and you know Mm -hmm. I kind of just let them use me however they wanted me uh however they wanted me there and it was very comfortable you know I didn't really have to um I didn't have to be on such a strict schedule with it. It was more of like a, whatever, whatever I could get done or whatever I could do was greatly appreciated. And that That's was, awesome. You know, it was, it was a different experience. I enjoyed it, you know? Yeah, man. And you know what? They really, they really appreciate it. Exactly. Is, and like, I've, you know, I've become, I mean, obviously you would know, but I've become pretty good friends with a lot of people that have gone through the Rutgers women's program. And mm-hmm. some of them are in the league now. Like exactly. I see him on, like I seen Naja on Sports Center the other day. I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, like, and I remember her pulling up, hitting those J's easy, and somebody's, yeah, somebody's like, point. I would spend six days a week with these people, and now you know they're on TV, and like you know, you see them, you're happy for them taking it as far as they could possibly take it. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it it feels good knowing that you know you not. I mean, not that I'm you're going to give yourself credit for them, you know, making it, but like you know, you were a part of their journey. Exactly, and you know, and, and it's super, super rewarding. It's super, yeah, and that's important. You know, I came to the realization at the end of this past season that, um, yeah, my college career wasn't what I wanted it to be. You know, I never got the banners. I never got um, I never got the, the championships that I wanted. But at the end of the day, it's all about how you can impact somebody else's career and, you know, steer them in the right direction. And that's kind of how, like, I like to, to view myself and, like, even with some younger guys and things like that. Like, I, I would definitely like to mentor them and, you know, let them know that, like, you know, it's not going to always be like that. And you got to give them, you got, sometimes you got to, you got to give them that reality check that they don't want. Like, right. it's not going to always be like that. And the past season was kind of hard. You know, we saw some girls, we, we saw, we, we saw some leave, we saw some grow into, grow into bigger roles. And it's from a different perspective, aside from playing, um, you have to be more selfless. So, so you have to you have to learn how to fit another player's schedule in and like try and work the, get them some extra work and then making sure at the exact same time that like you know you're not just using them for like your own pers- personal good you want them to exceed in whatever they do and that succeed in whatever they do and and that's the most important part about about the the transition that I made and gave me a better honestly I think it made me a better basketball player than it is because I learned more stuff from offenses and different defenses mm-hmm. you know coach Brooks from FDU is probably one of the smartest coaches that I have ever met in my life like she really knows what she's talking about and the program's in great hands when it comes to her because um we were we were a few games away from really figuring it out like we we lost a couple close ones. We had a crazy season, but at the end of the day, like at the end of the season, we were still competing for a playoff spot and like, you know, things didn't work out the way it did, but it was definitely an eye-opening experience for sure. Hey man, it's, it's a step in the right direction. And I honestly think for you, like, like you said, like it didn't go the way you wanted, you know, you didn't get all those personal accolades that you would, you, you would have hoped for, you might, you might've dreamed for. But I think 
wherever you fell is it's made you into a better player and it's made you into a better dude. So, um, you know, you're able to give back. And I was talking to Reem about it. Like you're one of the more talented players that I've ever met. Mm. And it's a shame that, you know, injuries and, you know, life kind of gets in the way, but I'm really mm. glad that you're able to, to give back to the next group of guys or girls, you know, mm. who they can definitely learn a lot from you. You have a really, really good story to tell because it's not like you're one of those guys that, could have had it, but didn't work hard for it. You're a guy that had it, worked hard for it. It just, the cards didn't fall in, in, you yeah. know, in your favor. So and that happens, you know, it's not life. every, you're not going, you're, you're not going to be the most athletically gifted person. Like you're not, I wasn't born six foot five, like two forty. I wasn't, you know, it's, it's hard. Like when you're, especially when you, especially when you're just going up against like genetics, like you got to, so you got to work for it. And that's what I was always taught. You got to work for it. And that's pretty much what it was. But yeah, it is yeah, what man. it is. I'm, I appreciate my, I appreciate my story for, for how everything ended up being the way it is. So it's just, for sure, man. I think you got to take that and you got to tell it to as many people that are as willing to listen, because they can definitely learn a lot from you, especially someone that loves the game. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people take that for granted, but mm-hmm. I appreciate you sitting down brother. Um, I know this was a couple weeks in the making now, Yeah, but, um, Definitely, you know, definitely learned a lot about your story, man, and hope to have you back on soon. Oh, for sure, bro. I'm always down. I'm always down. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, y'all. Okay, so I definitely think we can expect a lot of big things coming from Tino in the future. Hopefully, we get to see him on the sidelines um, after he graduates school and he falls where he would like to fall uh, as far as the basketball community. I really think that his take on women's basketball and women's sports in general is very correct. I think it's definitely on the come up, and I don't think it gets enough recognition. Uh, Regardless of ticket sales and viewership, I think that uh, women's sports in general um, offers so much to watch, and a lot of people can learn from it. A lot of athletes, uh, men's, women's, uh, can can learn from the grind that they also have to endure just as much as we can from the men's. But... Without further ado, let's get right into our Holy Grail. Okay, well, Between the Lines welcomes two listeners and two very good friends of mine, Rena and Karina, who have just been dying to get a little action in on the show. Um, in the spirit of sports officially being back, um, I'm also going to welcome back girls who watch sports just to watch handsome dudes on TV. So this week, they are going to help me out with the Holy Grail as we try to tackle the holy grail of athletes that girls think are hot. So Rena and Karina, how are we doing? Fabulous, Mason, happy to be here. <laughs> Excellent, Rena. Hey Mace, can't wait to share. I'm very excited. You guys have been uh, hyping up your list for a little while. So do you know the rules? Well, I'm gonna explain to you anyway. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a little snake draft um, of athletes that girls think are hot. Uh, it's gonna be exciting because I have you two to give your comments, and I'm also going to play a little bit. Um, so, Karina, I'm going to have you go first, and then Rena, and then me, and then we'll just snake back until we get to our top four. Maybe we'll work in a little bit of uh, an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, Karina, take us away. All right, Mason. Well, I thought long and hard about this, and I really wanted to give some diversity of like different sports into the mix, but I'm already giving you a fair warning that that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm starting strong with TJ Watt as my first pick. TJ Watt. Not, I don't not even know TJ, what that dude looks like. TJ Watt. Um, I love to, hold on, I got to look him up. <laughs> there's, you know, there's all the Watt brothers, and all of them are fine, but... <laughs> 
TJ Watt specifically is so attractive and he happens to be on the Steelers, which is the only team I really care about when it comes down to it. Okay. Um, okay. I feel like they got a good family. They got good <laughs> bloodline in them. You know, they're all professional athletes. Like you can't really go wrong with them. This is true. I feel like he's got the whole package. Rena, do you know what he looks like? You got to look him up. I did look him up and he oh. is quite handsome. Right? <laughs> all right. All right. And me and Rena have different tastes. So this is. Uh, That's very good. That's a good first pick. Very true. That's a good first pick. Okay. All right, Rena, you're up. Okay, I'm also going to tap into football here, and I'm going to go with Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I knew that was coming. Um, he is a tight end, and my, does he have one? Oh, my God. So this whole time, I just thought he was like Patriots, 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 and then I found out he plays for Tampa Bay now. Yeah, that was uh, more recent. So he that came out of retirement. Sad, but, yeah, what do we think? Personally, I think Gronk is like a big goober. Like he is just this large, like goofy man. <laughs> I, I don't really get the appeal. Um, yeah, I he's highly funny. recommend watching him. Yeah, he's super funny. He was on The Masked Singer this last season, and he was hysterical. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's pretty good. So it's more of a personality for personality, you. Personality, I get it. Looks, not my cup of tea. Okay. He was on Instagram uh, earlier this week. Um, I guess his wife or the, I don't know if it's his wife, uh, was calling into Chicks in the Office, the Barstool podcast, and uh, they brought him in to talk about how much he likes Outer Banks. He was very hyped. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Which I've yet to see. It's really good. It's really good. All right. Um, well, I'm surprised this one did not get taken. Um, I'm going to keep it in football, I guess. Uh, my first pick is going to be uh, Christian McCaffrey. No, Mason, get on my <laughs> list. <laughs> well, he is massive. This dude's massive, and he's really fast, and he's so good, and he makes my Falcons look so bad. Um, this was an easy pick. Uh, I don't think I needed to look at either of you two for very long to decide that I was going to take this first because I knew they were on your list. Uh, I'm so mad. I love <laughs> him. He was definitely going to be, like, number one pick. He is so attractive you, you definitely could have picked him over tj watt first oh for sure for yeah sure. all right and on the snake i'm going to pick um stephen curry like everybody loves steph okay but like maybe like steph curry like a few years ago i don't I know feel like his whole family unit is real cute so yeah yeah i like them as a whole all the curries all right cool <laughs> very good rena you're back all right, so um, hmm. I have some another football. I have some basketball. I have some golf. Oh, get some Ooh. golf! Wow. Yeah, maybe I should go with the golf. Okay, I'm gonna go with golf next. And this guy's name is Brooks Kopeka. Nope, that's not it. What do you mean? <laughs> it's it's Brooks Kepka. <laughs> I like my way better. Can we just say it my way? I mean, that's a little disrespect, but okay. Yeah, um, he's really handsome. And I, I also like his name, Brooks. It's like different, you know? That's a cool name. Apparently you like his name enough that you just want to call him something else. No, that's his last name. <laughs> okay. I looked him up. He's definitely attractive for a golfer. I feel like golfers... No offense, don't really have to be that, like, 
in shape. <laughs> okay. That's so great. I feel like for a golfer, what? yeah. What, you okay. have issues with that statement? <laughs> I mean, that's an exhausting sport. Well, I've never played, to be fair. <laughs> All right. No, Brooks Cap is, is cool. Okay. Brooks All right, I respect. Cool. I'm surprised I made a list. That's awesome. I love the diversity. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Karina, you get two. Okay. I, I want to pick this one now because I think Mason's going to pick it later, and I don't want him to take two of my picks. <laughs> um, so I'm going to switch gears from football and go basketball and go my man, J.J. Reddick. <laughs> on your list? Yeah. Oh, yes, I yeah. knew it. He is the living, like, embodiment of Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill. <laughs> like, what? Him and, like, the, no, him in, like, the Duke uniform back in the day. Like, if yeah, you just he, took Nathan was, Scott and put him into a real person. He was definitely like, more goober looking than Nate Scott was. Okay, No. If anything, more, like, manly and, like, rugged. You know, now he's got the tattoos and the beard going on. Yeah. I feel like he, like, oh, I guess, you know what? You're right. You're right. That Duke Damn, that's a homework If Nathan me. Scott would have ended up at Duke, that would have been tough. <laughs> yeah, this, this one's a no. A I knew Rita's no not going to like me. Um, that's real I'm tough. not feeling it. You don't got it. He doesn't have enough muscles for you, right? He has a beard. I mean... What? A lot of men have beards. I don't yeah. think he actually. I don't think he currently. Oh yeah, I guess he does currently have a little bit of a beard. It's a small one. He does yeah. in this picture. Damn. Yeah. Fucking love JJ. Right Very now. attractive. I had to pick him before Mason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a good call. Thanks. That's a good call. All right. Uh, wait, was that? No, you get another one. Oh, I'm back up again. Yeah, you're back to back. Um, okay. Um, so my next pick is going to be back to football, obviously. Clearly, I have a type. Um, and I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. Ooh, I, that dude's monstrous thighs. He, oh, my God. His muscles are insane. He also has, like, the prettiest smile in the entire world. And, Rena, when you get a chance, I need you to go a little bit farther down on his Instagram. There is a photo of him turned to the side and holding a football over his region. And it is a marvelous photo. <laughs> Highly recommend. Very attractive. 10 out of 10. He's on the Giants, which is a plus because my family very much supports the Giants. And uh, gives He's me very good. He's very good. <laughs> and I picked um, him in fantasy last year. <laughs> oh, how'd you do? Um, I don't think I won that league, <laughs> but okay. I did win a league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, listen, a win's a win anywhere. Yeah. I'm having quite trouble finding this photo, but wow, his smile is like right? really nice. Super beautiful smile. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually this is this is an electric um holy grail here. This is fun. I know. All right, Rita, you're up. Okay. So I am going to head over to basketball now. Cool. Okay. And we are gonna go with the famous ex of Kim Kardashian, Chris Humphreys. No. Wow. And I got to be honest with you, when I first saw him, like, on the show and, like, I heard of who he was, I was like, oh, this guy is not cute. But for some reason, <laughs> it grew on me. <laughs> Maybe it was, like, his person. I mean... I like his eyes, but his hair was not doing it for me. But I think maybe it was like his 
persona. I don't know. But yeah, Chris Humphreys. Okay, that's good. Um, I'm not a big fan of Chris Humphreys at all, so (laughs) But I'll give him credit for being in that iconic scene in the Kardashians where Kim loses her diamond earring. Oh my god. (laughs) That was one of the most bizarre times for the NBA, was when he was married to uh, a Kardashian for like 17 days. (laughs) I know, they didn't last. It's just incredible, incredible stats. All right. um, For my third pick, I'm swapping down over to baseball, which is uh, uncharacteristic for me. Uh, Chris Bryant from the Chicago Cubs. Okay, hold on. Let's check. It's a handsome dude. I looked up so many baseball dudes. It's with a K. K R I S. Oh, his eyes, Mason. Yeah, he's got the little like uh, Anthony Linder vibes to me. You know. <laughs> Shout out. Oh, my God. Rena, those are your type of eyes. I'm not going to lie to you. They are, but we're back at it with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> no Wait a minute. About those. Wait. Yes, those eyes are to die for. Well done, Mace. Thanks. Ooh, well sure. Done. I think if he lost the mustache, he would have been in my top four. If he just didn't have facial hair? Maybe he yeah. thinks it gives him character. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just trying to find a picture of Chris Humphreys with a beard so I can like rub it in your face, but (laughs) all right. (laughs) Um, and then to finish off the top four, I'm going to go with, um, this is pretty specific. So I'm going to go with Tim Tebow, but not now Tim Tebow, like a few years ago when he was like still relevant kind of in the NFL, like Like, everybody loved Tim Tebow. the league. Yeah, yeah. Like Tim Tebow okay. with the Jets, you know? Everybody loved that dude. Except for, like, people that actually watch football. <laughs> I'll agree I with you. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I don't it. hate it. All right, cool. Very it good. wouldn't be my pick, but I don't hate it. <laughs> I was just going a little, like, nostalgic there. You know, like every, I remember yeah. times where everyone was like, oh, my God, Tim Tebow. I was like, well, he's not good, so. Yeah, I think um, if I was able to have, like, a top six, he'd be, like, number six. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> all right. So he falls just out of your little honorable About mention. To make the list. Yeah, yeah, he's on the cusp. On the bubble. He's on the bubble. <clears throat> yeah, not quite. All right, uh, Rena, your third. Nope. Nope. Fourth. Isn't it fourth? fourth? Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, bear with me. Another last name I'm going to struggle with. This is ice hockey, okay? I really oh. have research here. Because I'm not good with diversity in the other aspect, so I'll use it in sports. Okay. So his name is Andy Andreoff. I think I might have said that wrong. Okay. But like right Andre and then off. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh I don't really I'm not I'm not really a whole into the hockey thing. So right. well he plays on the flyers, so it's not like, you know. Ah, uh, okay. Now I know he has a beard. I was I'm looking at like 15 pictures of through the beard, so I don't really know what your issue is. But oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. Something about him just kind of I don't know. He made the list. He made the list. Even with a beard, with wow. like a whole beard. Yeah, and that's big because I feel like no offense to the ice hockeyers out there, but that's not a sport I watch for the men. 
<laughs> Why? Because most of them are missing teeth. Yeah. Like some people are kind of into that, you know, like a whole like ruggedness. Uh, you mean like hillbilly? Find, yeah, find me an Thanks. example of a girl you're speaking of, Mason. <laughs> mm. I just feel like some people are into that. I don't know. Well, listen, who am I to judge? Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, Karina, are you on your last pick? I am, and you stole my one pick, so I gotta, like, go for my alternate, other than my honorable mention. Okay. Is an alternate? Wow. Prepared. Yeah, I had an alternate yeah, just because I felt like somebody was gonna take Christian McCaffrey before I got the mm -hmm. chance, just like in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm gonna go, I'm sticking with football. I'd, it's the sport I watch the most. It's the sport that I'm most attracted to the men. I don't like this person, like this player as a person. I think he's really annoying. Um, but I think Cam Newton is pretty attractive. I know, I know. I don't like that I think he's good looking, but I do think he's good looking. Yeah, uh, he looks like he's ready to dominate the NFL this year. Yeah, I'm not ready for all that. Yeah, well, I don't like him, so. That's yeah, I don't really me, want him in, in my life, but since I got to watch him on TV, at least he's uh, got a nice smile. He's That's tall. fair. I guess he's like six foot five. Yeah, so. he's a tall, handsome man. He's got a nice uh, facial structure. Yeah, he's got like a bone structure that's really like prominent. Wow. wow. Yeah, powerful. That's something. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, okay, I guess we can just, let's just honorable mention and then we'll wrap it up. Greeny, you get to go again. Everybody gets one now. Now, it's, it's less of an honorable mention than it is a controversial opinion. Okay. Um, Rena is going to, Rena, both of you guys are going to roast me for this one. So has everyone in my life. Um, I, I find Andy Dalton to be. Are you serious? <laughs> are you kidding me? Look, I got nothing against redheads. I got nothing against them. Ron Weasley was my original childhood crush. I have nothing against them. And Andy Dalton, if he wasn't wearing that orange uniform, maybe it wouldn't be as prominent. <laughs> maybe that's it. We've only ever seen him with orange for the last, He's like, all orange years. all the time. <laughs> mm, you know, hmm. I... Well, he's on the Cowboys now, so... Is he still playing football? Uh, well, he's, like, trying. He's working on it. He's on the Cowboys I think now. He should quit, but uh, but he's I think he's good. good looking. As far as that, listen, I did not expect that one. I know. I'm not, I'm not saying that like I got something against redheads. I'm just saying like Danny Dalton. I thought it was gonna be a hot take. All right. There it is. <laughs> okay, Rena. Wow. I'm not even done with this yet. Oh, okay. This is um. Mm, I don't even know what to say. I have no words. Even <laughs> if he had another hair color, I think it's still a, um, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Jeez. That's <laughs> oh, brutal. I, I can't believe you'd save him as the honorable mention. Like I just, you know, I didn't want him in my list list, but. Oh, so he's like a to give six him, too? Yeah, I had to give him, not maybe not even. I just had to give him some credit because I don't feel like he gets any. <laughs> I don't really know if he's earned any, to be honest with you. The dude just loses <laughs> football games. But okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, my honorable mention, I think you guys already know who it is. I might have said it like earlier, 
His name is Eric Decker. Uh, he was on my list, actually. Wow. He is not only handsome, but what makes him attractive is he's a family man. Yeah. Oh, he has three beautiful children. I mean, his wife is stunning. Like, Yeah, he, his wife's really hot. Yeah. So, and you know, I know he played for like the Jets and like, I know he doesn't play for them anymore. Well, he doesn't even play anymore, right? He's not like playing. Um, no, I don't think he's playing anymore. Correct. Yeah. I think. <laughs> But, like, I just, like, adore him. I, I don't know what it is. I'm with that pick 100%. And he has facial hair. So, once again, I apologize. I don't, really, I don't feel like you're allowed to use the I don't like his facial hair, like, feel like it's a use topic. because, like, that's, like, <laughs> two out of five that you picked with facial hair. I know, but I saved the facial hair ones towards the end. Did I, not? I guess, but, like, he's played, he played, like, almost his entire career with facial hair. So, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know either. All the right. only reason I didn't pick him for my list is because I thought you were going to pick him for your list, and I 100% agree. Well, you mm. thought right, girl. Yeah. The first year I ever did fantasy, I took him 100% because I didn't really know how to do fantasy, and <laughs> I just wanted him on my <laughs> team. Did you pick him in the first round? No, I wasn't, I wasn't that bad at fantasy, Mason. Come on. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's a little bit of respect. Very good. He actually was a pretty decent um, PPR wide receiver for a long time. Mm-hmm. So – all right to wrap it up mm -hmm. my honorable mention Nervous. is going to be luka Doncic. no uh, what he's so silly looking i feel like he's got like a very like endearing point. smile he's a little goofball okay we're gonna and he's like nasty at basketball so tell this uh person's name here uh it's l-u-k-a and then d-o-n-c-i-c okay check it out He's not bad. He just kind of looks like... He's like a kid. He looks like a little boy is what I was going to say. He's like... He's 21, so he can go to the bars. He's just a child that is extraordinarily tall. <laughs> and he's so good at basketball. He is, I've heard he's good. Bailey talks about him oh, all the time. He's so good. Wow, I might even pick the redhead over this guy. Are you, wow. Let's go, Andy Dalton. That hurts. Okay, <laughs> fine. Something. I feel like everybody likes Luca. I haven't heard anybody say one bad thing about Luca. He looks like he's kind. Yeah, he looks all smiley, like a little goober. Listen, if Chris Humphreys can make this list, I don't Chris see the problem Humphreys with has no business being on this list. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know. The dude looks like he like he looks like he auditioned for like uh, Emmett from Twilight, but like got cut. That's who. That's what Chris Humphreys reminds me of. That's a little harsh. Um, this guy. <laughs> so don't, don't disrespect Emmett like that. <laughs> yeah, oh Luca God. looks nice, but he's not where it's at. I don't know how we made it through this whole thing, and nobody picked David Beckham. <laughs> Oh, I didn't pick him because I thought you would have picked him. I didn't pick him because I thought you would have picked him. And I also wow. didn't pick that guy. What's his name? Something Ronaldo. I didn't pick Cristiano him. Cristiano Ronaldo. He was too mainstream. I don't like him. Too mainstream. He's David got Beckham no has hair great on his hair. whole body, and that freaks me out. He what? <laughs> He's got no hair on his whole body, and that freaks me out. He's like well, a Ken doll. That's kind of like what Rena likes, except not really. <laughs> that's yeah. what she says she likes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind the leg hair. That's okay. Uh, David Beckham's got cool hair. Somebody should have picked him. Mm, nah. Well. All right. Well, that was exciting. I'm glad I got. To, <laughs> I'm glad that we got to do this finally. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks, so yeah. I appreciate all of you coming on. Um, and let's hope to have you guys on again soon. 
Anytime. Anytime you want me. Thanks All right, for guys, having me. No problem. I will catch you later. I just like the sound of it. Friday's back up in this thing and I'm different